me come back. You can blame it all on me. Blah, blah, blah. This is episode 114 of Psychotherapy. I'm Jet Unlab. I have recorded nine of these or so. I'm not good with math, but I like bigger numbers because they sound more dramatic. Maybe five. And it was very hard, and you'll hear about it, and I'll whine. It won't be long, but it'll be there. And then finally, kabam, kaboom, kablam, pow. I nailed it. And that's the episode you'll hear. I've built it up too much. <laughs> Lowering expectations. I recommend that. It's an episode that you'll hear, and that's good, because the other ones weren't good enough. For you. Why? Because I value you. You're my best friend I never knew. I talk about how I was plagued with pod block. Pod block. Hashtag pod block. That's what I'm calling the fact that I couldn't do a show. I got through it. Finally. And I've said that twice. So instead of blabbering and jabber John, I'm going to go into this episode, which I call 114 of psychotherapy. And it's going to start promptly now. Okay, so I have not been able to do the show the way I usually like to because I've been stalling. I've been hitting the brakes without meaning to. I turn the key and I turn the key and nothing happens. Spock. I have been yelling into the abyss and the abyss has not been yelling back as they say in that old philosophy quote. The abyss movie, by the way, was on... uh, Amazon Prime recently, not a sponsor, and they presented it in 4x3 format, which is television format, which cuts off the sides of your 16x9 TV, and that was really stupid, and it didn't seem like it held up. I was watching it because I wanted Gina to see it, and uh, it just was horrible, and I thought, James Cameron definitely didn't shoot it in that format. Why would they put it up like that? And I, I still have no answer. But what normally happens on the show, and the reason I bring up The Abyss, is that I put my words out into the world, and then they come back to me. And I'm fed. I don't have to think about what I'm going to say, I just say it, and then it comes back. Hence the ability to be able to talk as quickly as I can. I've been putting my words out there, and nothing comes back. And so I have nothing to put in the show. And sometimes it takes about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, to find out that I've gone nowhere. And that's frustrating. I allocate a 30-minute period, and I say, okay, I'm going to do the show. I go out, I start, it does nothing. I come back in the house, and I'm frustrated. And then I tailspin, because I go into this cycle. Many cycles. That's a line from Tron, that uh, most recent one. No one saw it. No one liked it. I liked it. I saw it. Not a sponsor. But there it is. That was that line from then. I go into this cycle of a feedback loop where I'm mad because I'm mad at the fact that I can't record it. I record another one that doesn't do well, probably because I'm mad, even though I don't think that's the reason. And I'm just not able to flow. And when you are a creative person and that is what you rely on, it is tough. I've tough. It's tough. It's tough. That's like tough. I have pod block. Pod block. Hashtag pod block. And I don't know what to do with pod block. Should I take Pepsid AC or Pepsid AD? Is that after death? Neither of them are a sponsor. I don't know anything about Pepsid. 
No acid reflux with this guy. I don't really know how to get over this hump, even though I have done so many shows, I don't have a go-to system to figure out how to keep going in spite of the fact that I keep having false starts. I should take one second, even though I'm kind of in this other flow, to tell you about what happened on the last episode. You know I was going to quit. I didn't quit. That was great because I did an episode that had some quality. And I talked about the conversation I had with my grandfather in my dream or another dimension, depending on how you want to think about it. And I told him that I missed him and he said, where are we right now? The point of that was that we're actually talking to each other in a plane of existence that seemed very real to me at the time. So real that when I woke up, I was able to transfer that down into my phone and tell you folks about that. Now, here's the interesting part. Some people that I have not talked to in a great while who have lost someone in their lives found that episode. And they sent me very nice texts and messages on social media saying how much that meant to them. Now, I didn't really press them on why or what they got out of it. But I did think about the fact that so many factors had to go right for them to hear it. And it did prove a point that I've been talking about for a while, which is that I had hoped and I had felt. It was just a feeling. I felt that the right episodes would find the right people. And this was an example of that happening. And I thought that was great. And I still do. I don't know why I'm talking about myself as if I'm not that person. I'm still that person. I feel that way. That's special. That's what I want this to be. And that's why I ranted at the beginning of the last episode about how important it is for you folks to tell people. But I'm not going to spend one more second on that because I know you guys are already doing that. And I'm glad that a lot of you got something out of that episode. If not, if you have not heard it, go back, 113, and get over the part at the beginning where I whine about how my listeners don't listen, which is kind of insane and paradoxical. I want to talk to you about having this issue that I'm going through right now. And it's good because not everything that I experience is the way you experience it. Let me give you an example. The other day, for the first time, I am checking out this Instagram page of this personal trainer, or public trainer, I guess, who is affiliated with Beachbody, not a sponsor. I was going to tell you some online, blue blue you know, uh, workout thing, but whatever. That's who it is. And this girl, her name is Autumn. And she's also not a sponsor, by the way. About four days ago, I picked up a subscription to this service, which used to get those CDs or DVDs, P90X, which was great, Tony. And I love P90X. I got in great shape. Again, these can you can just assume there's no sponsors. We have no sponsors going forward. No sponsors. Okay, so this is not one. I'm giving them free advertising because I am a maroon. I'm looking up her information on social media after I do 21-day fix. And I'm not going to go into the arbitrariness of 21 days. People say it's 21 days to make a habit, 21 days to make your bed. That one I made up. I think that us humans have to make things numbers so that you can sell something. Like I've told you, people who've talked to me about making a book, I wanted to make a book that said, don't read this book or the failure's way to failure. Something dumb, right? Because I'm a rebel. They want you to have a number. The four ways to skin a cat. Ugh. I don't want to skin a cat. But you get what I'm saying. 
we do these workout routines for the last three days, you know, this program. And I like it. It's good. We had originally built our backyard, if you remember, all the way back to March when the gyms closed, to be able to do workouts and eventually have yoga that Gina teaches so I can put it up online. Now, that has not happened. Is Gina super motivated to do it? No. Has she been busy? Sure. Yes. Do I wish she would do it so she could share her incredible gift with other people like she did when she was teaching before COVID? I do. And Gina is a sponsor. So there you go, our first sponsor. You know, not in any way that's practical, but it, it's funny for me to see, I guess. Not for anyone else to hear. So we made our backyard that way. And here it is the end of November. And we just started doing workouts that include weights, which is something I haven't done in a long time. One of the benefits of your host is that he starts over a lot. Now, in this case, it was not my fault. It was COVID. And then I started running and I did other things and I was busy with school and writing. And it was very difficult for me to get started on weightlifting again because when I had entered this year, I was about as strong as I had ever been. I lost all that. I was about 170 pounds. Now I'm about 144 to 145. And that is... A dramatic decrease. I've never had that happen where I've just gotten so small. Gina said, actually, it was interesting. She said, it may just be because I'm spending so much mental energy on working on these uh, writing projects. So that has taken mental effort. So I got small, like a, I look like an alien, you know, one of those big headed creatures or a bobblehead. A bobblehead alien is what I look like. You know, isn't that, isn't that really sexy? Oh, bother. So we hadn't started doing a workout routine. Now I'm three days in and I'm already starting to feel good. So maybe it's a habit by three days. The reason I go through all that is to empathize with you folks who are starting something for the first time. Remember, it's always going to suck when you start. It is not even easy for me. And when I go away from it, and I come back and I feel weak and I feel none of the strength and accuracy and precision and flexibility I had in fitness back at the beginning of the year. It's like, ugh. It all left that quickly, but that is the law of attrition. It just happens. Okay, so let me get to the point. I'm doing this class taught by Autumn, and I look her up on social media because just like everyone else on earth, you see something or someone and you go, hey, I know Beachbody is out of Santa Monica because I had done something with them at one point when I was producing for a production company. And so I knew their location. So I'm like, I wonder what her story is. Her story was that she was an actress and a dancer and she came out here to pursue her dream of being an actor. She didn't find a lot of success. Then she started doing personal training, got on Beachbody, and now she's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, $8 million, something like that. And she has over 800,000 followers on Instagram, all that stuff. Great. Good for her. She seems very sweet. I'm looking at her Instagram page and this is where it all comes full circle. And she's talking about how hard it is on everyone during COVID. When she does these Instagram posts, she doesn't wear any makeup and she looks dramatically different than she does on the workout videos. The workout videos, she has that kind of, I don't know if it's just, you know, East Coast Italians. I'm assuming she's East Coast, but she's definitely Italian. Calabrese is like the most, or Calabrese. I don't know how to say it. Not that I don't know those names. I don't know what hers is. So don't you Italians write me saying, hey, you don't even know what an Italian talks like. I probably shouldn't have done that if I'm trying not to insult anyone. So she looks incredible. I, I don't want to go too far into how beautiful she is, but dark hair, 
Very attractive woman. And listen, I say this once in a blue moon. I'm only attracted to, why am I talking about this? Why am I going down this road and trapping myself? Everyone knows my wife is the most attractive person in the world to me. This is not, a, I mean, now it sounds like this is some kind of like excuse or I'm trying to make up for, here's the deal. I'm very strange in the fact that I don't find most women attractive at all. Just something you should know about me. No, you don't need to know that about me, but it's true. Ask Chris Coy. He used to talk about it all the time. Maybe every six years I'll see someone that I think is pretty from a distance. Like, you know, I can see that men are pretty. I say to this day, and I mean it, Brad Pitt is the most attractive human I've ever seen. And if you think that's something, if you think that you're you're going, oh, what's that mean about Jet? Uh, do yourself a favor and Google Legends of the Fall or A River Runs Through It and <laughs> go ahead and see if I'm wrong, friendo. I feel like I'm really off track now. So she, Autumn, the girl from 21 Day Fix, I want to say fit, but I'm not going to. I did. It's fix. 21 Day Fix. When she does her Instagram stuff, she does not do the makeup. She just does it raw and she looks totally different. Obviously, if you've ever seen like a celebrity or someone done up and then you see them without makeup or even, you know, a guy and it's the wrong lighting. You're like, whoo, they're human. That's how she is. Very different. That resonated for me, so I listened to some of her content on Instagram where she's just talking to the camera. And one of the things she was talking about was how hard it is for people during COVID. And I've heard that from many people. It is almost the end of the year. And this is not a novel, it's a novel virus, but this is not a novel idea. Sometimes, are you sitting down? It's a ridiculous thing people ask anyone. No one has ever done that in real life. And if they have, it's very theatrical. But are you sitting down? Because here it comes. I have a tendency sometimes to get a little self conf What? Self-confused? Now, <laughs> well, I guess I do. <sighs> I sometimes have a tendency to get a little self-consumed. It's a show about me. By me. For me. Isn't that like, uh, what was it? Kicks? Kid tested, mother approved. Well, you're not the mother. It's true. Not the mama. That was from Dinosaurs, that show in the 90s. So she was talking about COVID and how it was hard on people. And that resonated with me because I don't really think of it that way with folks. And the reason is, is because I am streamlined. I am a jet and I want to make sure there's no rivets. There's nothing on me. I want to be as slick as possible so I can shoot through the air. I don't want to feel any obstacles. I don't want to acknowledge any obstacles. And that's why I've done better during this year than most years, because I like opposing things. The more gravity you put on me, the more I'm going to fight. Just like working out, the heavier the weight, the stronger you get. That's me. That is not everyone. And when Autumn talked about this, for whatever reason, it struck a chord with me. First off, I think a lot of it was that she was raw, doing kind of the video equivalent of what I do here, which is not editing it for perfection. You know, they say in television or movies, uh, he appeared warts and all, and they never do, he or she. It's, it's not like that. They, they look pretty good. But I, am, I have verbal warts. That's awful. I don't. But you know what I mean. Warts and all in voice. Ugh, such a visual. Anyway, it resonated, and I thought I should address the people out there who are going through this in that way. If you're listening to this show and it's hard for you, just know this has been one of the most incredible years of your life. 
And by the time the vaccine comes out, and this is all cured. So this is the message I was looking for to tell you guys. And it's taken eight episodes, but here it is. You don't remember a lot of years of your life. If someone said, what were you doing in 2003 in the summer? What did you do in 2006 during the fall? You're not going to remember. You're probably going to be able to gather 10 years ago, depending on your age, three or four facts out of a year, maybe five, if you have a really good memory. Think about that. An entire year, 365 days, as long as it has been this year, and how long did this year feel? And you don't remember anything. This year, you'll remember. And if you haven't done it yet, do yourself this favor, okay? Because it'll have an amazing impact on the rest of your life. So listen up both ears and go ahead and listen with your nose too because I'm going to need you to really hear this. Be bold and do the things that you have been avoiding because this year is acute. This year is going to be felt. It is going to be seen. It is going to be heard. It is going to be talked about the rest of your life. For all my listeners, you have a very long life. I know that because you're very smart and you're healthy. That's just how my listeners are. So because of that, one day a kid is going to come up to you and say, what was that pandemic like? A president was impeached. You guys went through this insane situation with this disease. And here's what you can say. One of two options. It was the hardest year ever, and it made me collapse under the weight. I just couldn't take it. I did nothing. I curled up in a little ball and I slept and ate. That means that when the going got tough, you got going. Here's your other choice. And this one is the one that I think you might want to go with. That same kid asks you, what did you do in the year of our Lord 2020, 2020, I mean, even that year is significant. This was no accident. Come on, guys. We're all in a simulation. This was the big test. And you, if you hear this, have almost passed it. This is what you tell that little scamp that came over to your house and uninvited and said, hey, what was 2020 like? They have some kind of robot report. I say robot because it's in the future. And you say, listen here, Bilgej. Bilgej is a common name 20, 30 years from now. You say, I had an incredible year. COVID hit, yes. The election was insane. Nothing like it in American history. Tensions. And you know this because you're alive right now. You're not Bilgech, the robot. He's also a robot. This kid in the future. Eh, half robot. You know how hard this was. You know how difficult this year was emotionally. The tension the masks, all of that. Maybe you don't have your job. Maybe your job sucks right now. How would it feel to tell that robot kid I kicked ass? It was a very hard year, and I said, I'm going to be harder. I'm going to be tougher. And I got more accomplished in that year than I did in 10 previous because I saw it as an opportunity to do the things I had not done because I was forced into a situation I had not been forced into before. And then you go into the personal stories that you overcame. What an inspiration. 
what a motivation that would be for others. But here's what happens in your life that has nothing to do with anyone else. Remember back moments ago when I said, you don't remember what happened eight, seven years ago? Okay. And I told you you'll remember this year. Even if you haven't gotten started till now, you've got probably about six months before this thing's cured or more. So this is still an availability if you've just lazied away until this moment. When you decide to kick ass and take names, I don't want to take names. It takes too long. But So just kick ass with no names. When you decide that, you will remember that in the toughest year, you did the most. So then your subconscious brain will say to you, well, this year is easy. I can do even more. And this will start a snowball that will grow to an immense size that will change the trajectory of your life. And I mean that because I'm doing that. And I didn't do that because some guy who's me, well, no, I guess I did because some guy like me told me because I was the one who told me. But I did it just out of a notion. I thought when everything was closing down, what if I went to school this year? What if I finished my degree? What if I got certified as a hypnotherapist? What if I got into a totally different shape than I've ever been in? What if I completely renovated my backyard? What if I decided Gina and I are going to get a really great trailer and tour this country while I go riding? What if I decided the only thing I ever want to do is write and help people? What if I just decided that I'm only going to do this, I'm going to write and help people, that's it? What if you did all that in a year where it was tougher than any other? You understand what I'm talking about. If you're going to make a change, if you're going to start a pivot point, if this is the apex of your narrative, where it splinters off into the life you wanted as opposed to the life you have by accident, wouldn't it make sense to have it during the hardest year? I've told you before that I believe in multiple realities. I don't know, but I think it seems about right. You're in the tough one, brothers and sisters. And if you don't believe this, just put it on for size, okay? Let's say you are so hardcore that this is the toughest level in the video game of life. (laughs) Do you doubt it? Think about this year. Think about the last four years. Think about how this in a video game would be right up there at the expert level. You're here because you're tough. Because whether I'm right about this or wrong about this, will you, five years, 10 years, 12 years from now, look back and say, damn, look at what I did. (laughs) I changed everything. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? And remember, starting doesn't mean finishing. It means starting. It seems silly, right? But what I'm saying is even if you put, he woke up from a dream that changed his life forever. Let's say that's the first line of your novel. So it's not a very good novel, but that's still the first line. And you've started your book. That's it. Years ago, I, years ago, what am I talking about? Years ago, a year ago, I told you the difference between being a stand-up comedian and not being a stand-up comedian was 30 seconds. And those 30 seconds happened from when I went to watch stand-up comedy sitting as a person in the audience and I walked up on stage in an open mic and did it. And that 
begat my screenwriting. But I would have never been able to do stand-up if I hadn't done this show. So when I started this show, I didn't know what would happen, but all of this has happened. And it can happen for you. And what a special thing to do it during this year. Do it. You won't thank me. You won't remember. That's not how things work. You'll thank yourself. And then maybe one day I'll hear about you and I'll go, huh, I wonder if they listen to Psychotherapy with Jet Dunlap. I'm out of words. It has taken me so much to get to this episode, and here it was. I hope it helps. I'll talk to you next time.